0: Hello, and welcome to Andrew Burns Presents, the podcast where I take you on an audio journey through my stories. I am your host and narrator, Andrew Burns. I also go by the pen name, A. Lawrence Burns. In this series, I will be reading you my collection of works of short stories and novels, so sit back and enjoy the journey. Continuing on, Farthest Man from Home, Chapter 2. Law awoke, sitting straight up, dripping with sweat, staring at the wall in front of his bed. He breathes and gulps. He sat in bed, staring at the wall for a few minutes before slowly putting his feet on the floor and pushing himself out of bed. Walking across his room, he glanced at the clock sitting on his desk and stopped dead in his tracks. 4.30 a.m., it read, God damn it, not again, he muttered to himself. He was in a rut. He hadn't gotten more than a few hours of sleep a night for a month and it was starting to take its toll on him. For a second, he thought about just laying back down and trying to go back to sleep, but that was completely out of the question. He was way too awake to sleep. He needed to get his mind off the horrible dream he had and figured that working out would do just that. The nightmares he was having were evolving. After a few nights of being chased down the strange hall, they changed into him being dragged down the hallway by his ankles, his fingernails making a horrible screeching sound as he tried to claw his way to safety. Then he was in a room strapped to a table with the terrible thing that he had just been trying to get away from. His fear-contaminated mind could only think of one thing he was being experimented on. The thing, whatever it was, he never truly saw it, injected a strange silvery liquid into his arm. He felt a burning sensation as the liquid coursed through his veins. Soon the fire spread throughout his entire body. It was the pain of that liquid that woke him up. The nightmares were close to pushing him to seek out a shrink that could "'if anything, give him some good drugs "'that would knock him out. "'The only thing that was stopping him "'was his lack of cash. "'He certainly couldn't get help based off his looks. "'His small room, with its plain gray walls, "'depressed him as he looked around. "'He had a twin-sized mattress "'that was a little too small for him. "'His feet usually hung over the edge, "'and it was sitting on the floor in the corner. "'In the other corner was an old, beaten-up wooden desk "'that his grandfather had built for him "'when he was in grade school.' The chip surface bore the tattoos of years of board carving fits. It was cluttered with loose change, piles of paper, and failed attempts at decorating. The only reason he still had the thing was because he didn't want to hurt his grandfather's feelings. Still, he wanted to torch it. In the corner across from his bed sat a little excuse for an entertainment center. An end table with a television, VCR, DVD player, and two game consoles that were piled very unsteadily on top of it. Every time he walked past it, he expected the slight breeze he created to knock the entire thing over. DVDs and video games were scattered around before it like a group of messy idol worshippers, none of them in their correct cases. He moved on to his dresser that sat diagonally across from his bed and began pawing through it for a pair of sweats. He found a ragged-looking pair and performed a quick... Smell test and slipped them on and cleared a spot in the seemingly endless pile of dirty clothes that littered his bedroom floor. He dropped and gave his invisible drill instructor 25 push ups. When he was done with those, he flipped onto his back and started doing sit ups. After his stomach was burning to his satisfaction, he moved on to his weight bench. He didn't need to change the amount of weight he had on, on it from the night before, as he very rarely made progress. After a couple reps, he stopped and decided that he needed to put on some extra weight after all. He put on another 30 pounds. After he was done with the weights, he threw on a hoodie and laced up his sneakers. He exited the house and quietly entered the pre-dawn darkness outside and began his morning jog. After five miles, he decided it was time to turn around and head back to get ready for work. He got back to his house and noticed that he wasn't even winded from the run, which was odd, as usually he was out of breath when he got back. There was a full-length mirror on a hall closet door next to his bathroom that he always checked himself out in before taking a shower. Not because he needed to see how he looked, but he used the bony frame he saw as fuel to keep with his workout routine. This time, what he saw stopped him. He stood and stared at his shirtless form. Instead of the walking Halloween decoration that normally sickened him, an almost completely different person stared back at him. He was standing a lot straighter than he normally did, and his muscles were larger and more defined than they were the day before. He gave the mirror a suspicious look and went back to the bathroom. As he climbed in the shower, he couldn't take, the, shake the feeling he had woken up with a few hours before. Things were not right. The clock on her wall read 4.50 a.m. Panting with effort and exhausted with pleasure, Katie Storm "'gave her ex-boyfriend a long, deep kiss and rolled off him. "'That was wonderful,' she whispered with a smile on her face "'and a satisfied haze in her big blue eyes. "'Missed it, didn't you?' Randy freeze it. "'Asked, he got out of bed and started putting his, his pants on. "'Just like old times, but that lanky, goofy-ass boyfriend of yours "'can't rock you like I do.' Katie felt a pang of regret at the mention of law. "'Randy and her had been sleeping together for the past week and a half,' Ever since, Randy had shown up on her doorstep late one night and reintroduced feelings that she had thought were long gone. When she found out that Randy had been sleeping with that slut down at the donut shop, she kicked him out of her house and thought that she had forgotten about him completely. Until one night, she had the most erotic dream about the two of them, and the next night, there he was, looking just as good as he always did. At first, she didn't want to have anything to do with him. All she wanted to do was kick him off her porch and be done with it. But a voice in the back of her mind was loud and reminded her of the old feelings she had for him. Something in her mind was telling her to take him back, if just for the night. Defensively, she sat up and said loudly, Hey, Law's actually a great guy. He's sweet and caring. You know, we've been talking about getting married. As soon as he gets a cop job, we're going to buy a place. "'Right,' Randy said, rolling his eyes as he put his shirt on. "'He's such a great guy, and you're going to get married and live happily ever after. "'And yet, you still can't stop fucking me. "'Yeah, you're going to make a great wife,' he said. "'Fuck you, asshole. I'm just not sure that I'm ready to settle down. "'I love him, and I want to get married, but I, I don't know. "'Everything's just been so damn confusing.' Katie sat on her bed and put her head in her hands. Randy regarded her with a look of disgust and then smiled. Katie, I know you. You are nowhere near marriage material. He leaned down on the bed and forced a kiss on her. You know what they say. Once a slut, always a slut. He laughed at her while putting on his shoes. Get out of my house, you prick. She yelled and grabbed at a pile of books on her nightstand and began chucking them at Randy as he walked out the bedroom door. She should have known better than to think that he had changed in any way. He was the same cheesy dickhead that he'd been ever since the first day she'd met him. She couldn't figure out what she had ever seen in him, even when she was happy with him. She looked at, she looked at him with a regretful eye. Whore. He, she heard him say in a high-pitched voice as the door shut. Katie sat on the bed, crying quiet dry sobs and wondering what she was going to do. I'm not a whore, she kept repeating to herself, and she cried herself to sleep. Law flicked his cigarette butt out of the window as he pulled up into the parking space at the grocery store that he worked at. He regarded the green, one-story building with a dull hatred. If he could get away with it, he would break all the plate glass windows that lined the front of the store. As always, he was ten minutes early, but it was purposely done. The one and only thing that he actually liked about his job was a couple of the people he worked with. Every day he got there early and would sit in the smoke room for a while and bullshit with some of his co-workers to prepare for the toil he was about to participate in. He grabbed the yellow apron off his truck's bench seat and he stepped out and walked across the spacious parking lot into the store. Walking to the back of the store to the break room was always a chore for him, having to dodge slow-moving customers who always stood in his way. Customers annoyed him to no end. He couldn't understand why it took them so long to decide what they wanted to buy. Every time he went shopping, it was an in-and-out trip, only getting what he needed and not bothering to snoop around for stuff he didn't. But they would stand in one spot for what seemed like ever staring at one package of noodles. It boggled his mind. When he got to the break room, his friend Liam was waiting for him. Liam was the kind of guy that Law could instantly connect with. He was easygoing, and his vast knowledge of comedy lines proved to be a never-ending source of entertainment. The long, blond haired 29 29-year-old was sitting in the smoke room puffing away on a cigar. He watched inquisitively as Law trudged in and plopped down in the chair across the table from him. Long night there, Chief. Liam asked with a sly smile on his face. He slid his glasses back into position with his index finger. Grim-faced, Law looked at him and lit a cigarette. You've got no idea, man. Law leaned in closer to Liam and said in a low voice, The weirdest thing happened to me last night. After fighting with Katie for a big chunk of the night, I was standing in my driveway stargazing. He unconsciously reached up and started scratching the back of his neck. It felt like something was biting him. I looked into the field across the street and saw this guy standing there, just staring at me. Holy shit, dude. You got your own personal stalker now? Liam asked. His eyes got big. Who was it? I don't have a clue. As as soon as I saw him, he took off through the field. Naturally, I tried to chase him down, but no fucking one is going to peep at me. But I tell you, man, it was like chasing a deer. That guy was "'Fast. I've never seen anybody that fast in my entire life. "'But that's not the really weird thing. "'Weird thing is, when you reach the huge fence the farmer put up at the end of the field, "'the guy just jumped over it without batting an eye. "'That fence has got to be like six feet tall,' Law said. "'Liam was listening to the story, although his face was a poster of disbelief. "'You're shitting me,' Liam whispered and leaned back in his chair. He ran his hands through his long hair. Then it seemed as if his logic began working again, and he asked in a normal voice, you sure you didn't climb the fence before you got there, or had one of those mini trampolines hidden somewhere? No way anybody can climb that fast. I even ran up to the fence and checked it. He jumped clean over without any kind of help, Law said. He was getting a little mad that Liam didn't believe him, but he had never given Liam any reason to doubt a story Law had told him. Liam had been one of the only people that Law had always been completely upfront with. No way anybody can jump that high either, dude. You got any idea who it might be? Maybe, it was, maybe it was Katie trying. <clears throat> maybe it was Katie trying to make amends and got scared about it or something. Liam offered. Liam had been a lot like Law in the aspect of loving almost anything that was paranormal, but he had always had a tendency to try to give a completely normal explanation of not normal things. But this time, a normal explanation didn't fit. No, I've seen Katie do some amazing things, but the day she outruns me or jumps higher than a foot off the ground is the day I quit smoking. And you know how much I love the habit, Law said and emptied his lungs. Shaking his head at the way Law put his commitment to the story, Liam looked at the clock and disgust took over his face. Damn, man. Time to go to work. But don't worry, man. We'll get this shit figured out. They both got up and punched in on the time clock. The two went their separate ways. Liam headed for the bakery and Law for the dairy. Not looking forward to being there, Law watched his feet move, wishing they would stop on their own accord, turn him around, and walk him out the front door. The bad feeling he had woken up was still with him. Jesus Christ, it's cold in here! Law yelled at the corner he was sitting in. After stocking the milk for the fourth time in a row, he decided he needed to warm up his hands. Fuck this, he muttered as he walked out of the cooler and into the sales floor. Rounding the corner, his sight beheld the love of his life, Katie, picking through the yogurt. The grim scowl he wore blossomed in a huge smile. He leaned against a wall and watched her for a second. Katie was a beautiful girl. Five foot nine and one hundred and twenty pounds. Her curly blonde hair hung down to her shoulders and framed her face perfectly. The tight jeans and white tank top she wore hugged her body and showed the curves of her body in a way that brought powerful longings and lustful thoughts racing to the forefront of his mind. God, she's hot, he thought, and glanced at his watch. Twelve thirty five, right on time. Katie came into the store every day at the exact same time under the pretense that she was shopping. But Law knew that she was just looking for an excuse to see him. She turned, saw him, smiled, and waved as he walked over to him. ''Hi, honey, how's your day going?'' she asked. For a brief second, he saw a flash of something in her eyes that he could not put his finger on. Dismissing the look, he replied, ''Shitty, but it's much better now that I got to see you.'' His lips pulled up into a tight smile, and he felt his stomach turn a little at seeing such a cheesy line. But it was the way he felt, and never failed. No matter how bad they fought, he fell in love with her every time he saw her. He bent over and kissed her, wanting to do much more than that, but he was at work and knew that he couldn't. He fought with himself to pull away, and she started to tell him about her day, college classes, conversations with her family, and other such things that he had learned to tune out. He did not like; he did like talking to her. But what color her mom had decided to paint her kitchen, or what ugly sweater her English professor wore, was something that he just didn't care about. This is odd. She hasn't said this much to me in a week. Then he saw what she was. St- then he saw that she was staring at him. Well, she asked, "Huh?" Oh, sorry, babe. I didn't quite hear you. He said, knowing that he'd been caught zoning. Are you going to come over tonight? I've got a little surprise for you to make up for last night, she said, and slid her hand up his chest. She had that look in her eyes and that sexy tone of voice that always made him melt. Sure, I'll come over as soon as I get off, he said. Well, don't sound so excited about it, she said sarcastically and playfully punched him in the arm. See you tonight, then. She blew him a kiss and then walked away. "'Law never could understand why she would drive all the way across town to see him every day. "'Not that he didn't like seeing her, but she never stayed longer than five minutes. "'Bye,' he said, and turned back to the cooler to finish the never-ending task of stocking milk. "'He took one last look at Katie walking away and then hurried hurriedly went into the cooler, eager to get into the cold and calm down. "'When he finished the milk, he loaded up the cart of butter to fill the shelf with.' He heard the cooler's door slide open then slide back shut. He looked up to see who had entered but saw no one. "What the hell?" he said softly and left the cart to investigate. He walked over to the he walked all over the cooler, checking behind shelves and stacks of boxes, only to find that he wasn't alone, that he was alone. You must be hearing things from lack of sleep, he told himself and continued loading up the butter. He was eager to get off and find out What the surprise that Katie had in store for him. He hoped it was a good one. He needed a good surprise. That odd feeling stayed with him for the rest of the day. Finally, Law thought, looking at his watch, seven o'clock, time to go home. He tossed what was left of his cart into the cooler without bothering to unload it, turned on the soles of his feet, and quickly made it for the time clock. He punched out and headed for the door. On his way out, he pulled his... He pulled out his phone and pressed the power button. By the time he got to the front of the store, it beeped at him, alerting him to the fact that he had three new voice messages. A grin widened on his face as he listened. All three of them were from Katie, letting him know how much she loved him and couldn't wait till she could see him again. La dialed her number as fast as he climbed into his truck. "'Hi, honey,' the sweet voice on the other end answered. "'Off already?' "'Yep. How you doing?' "'Great, but I missed you. Are you on your way over?' she asked. "'Of course I am. Be there in five minutes,' he said, packing, "'backing his truck out of the parking space. "'Okay, see you soon. I love you,' she said. "'He loved hearing those words. "'Love you too, babe,' he said, and hung up. "'He drove across town for ten minutes to Katie's small two-bedroom house. "'She was at the front door waiting for him when he pulled up. "'She jumped into his arms and began kissing him all over "'when he got on top of her steps.' "'Oh, God, I missed you,' she whispered in her, his ear. "'She led him into her kitchen-slash-dining-room, "'where she had two big steaks and baked potatoes "'sitting on the table with a bottle of wine and two glasses. "'Law's mouth began to water over the juicy steaks. "'It was his favorite food and a very nice surprise. "'They sat down and had nice, had nice conversation over dinner. "'They spoke of their plans for the future "'and what had been happening in their lives over the past week.' Law left out the dreams and the stranger standing in the field next to his house. After dinner, Katie pulled a cherry pie out of the oven and a gallon of ice cream. They joked and laughed like they did when they first started dating. Law began to pick up the plates, but Katie grabbed his hand and began to drag him into the bedroom. I need you now, she moaned, and pushed him on the bed. On her hands and knees, she slowly crawled across the bed with a smile and kissed him. Law kissed her back her tongue sliding over his teeth and popped a bit into his mouth. Lost stripped her naked and quickly undressed himself. They made love like it was the first time. It was slow and passionate, not like the usual fast and hardly interested it normally was. Afterwards, they lay in bed, her head resting on his chest. He noticed that she had the most loving look in her eyes. She hadn't had a look like that in quite a while. Did you smoke today? Katie asked him in her the sweetest voice she had, and batted her eyes at him. Of course not, sweetheart, he lied. And actually he had smoked an he had smoked an entire pack before lunch. Not that she needed to know about how much he was smoking. Out of the blue, about a week ago, she got the idea that he should quit smoking and had been hounding him about it every, every night since. That's good, because I want you to stay around for a long time, she said. She hooked her arm around his neck and kissed him. She tasted sweet, and he held her for a while. Oh, trust me, I will, he said, and moved her head off his chest. I'll be right back. I'm thirsty. He got out of bed and stretched his lower back. Katie propped her head up with her hand admiring his sweat slipped naked body. He turned to her. The street light outside shining through the window caught him just right, and Katie's eyes widened in surprise. Oh, my God, law! Have you been doing anything different with your workout routine? She asked. No, not really. Just the same shit I always do. Hey, why are you looking at me like that? He asked. Have you looked at yourself lately? You're huge. You have been taking steroids, have you? She asked. She had an accusing look in her eye that he didn't like. He snorted at her and put on a pair of shorts. Yeah, like that's possible, he said, and walked out of the room. Little did she know he had always wanted to do steroids, but never could find a way to get them. On his way to the bathroom, he passed Katie's roommate, Ashley, coming out. Ashley whistled and leered at him. Whoa, looking good there, sailor, she said. He grunted a reply to her. He didn't like Ashley very much and rarely talked to her. He had a way about her that rubbed him the wrong way. She thought that she was better than everybody, and had a feeling that she had been trying to get Katie to dump him. He walked past her without looking at her. Flipping the bathroom light on, he checked himself out in the mirror, his breath caught in his throat when he saw himself. It was like looking at someone else's body with his head attached. It certainly wasn't the same reflection he saw earlier that morning. His arms had at least tripled in size, his shoulders had broadened, and he was standing as straight as a rail. He squinted and leaned in for a closer look. His chest was very defined. For the first time in his life, he had pecs. He also had a chiseled six-pack. What the hell? he thought, not believing his eyes. He thought that Katie and Ashley had gotten a funhouse mirror to mess with him. Katie! he yelled, running out of the bathroom into Katie's bedroom. Katie was in the process of getting dressed. Did I did I look like this last night? No, you look like you always have. That's why I asked if you were taking steroids. Anyway, what's wrong? I've never seen you so freaked out. I thought this is what you wanted. Isn't this why you work out so much? She asked, not fully comprehending what was going on. Well, yeah, but don't you think it's a little strange that I had changed this much? He ran his hands over his body in a presenting way. So quickly, I didn't look like this... This morning, he said. His voice was starting to quiver. He had no idea what was going on, and he didn't like it at all. It's not right, he said, flopping onto the bed next to Katie. Katie laid on his chest. Right or not? I like the new you. I think it's definitely time for round two, she said with a smile and began kissing him again. She ran her hands down his chest and below his waist. He was not in the mood. Seeing himself in the mirror was a shock that he was not prepared for, and it jarred him down to his toes. He pushed her away. Not right now. I need to go. I I gotta go somewhere and think about this. This is right. Katie sat up. Law, what the hell is so terrible about this? It's what you've been wanting. It's what you've been trying to get for as long as I've known you. What is there to even think about? You look unbelievable, and you didn't even have to work that hard at it. Now what you need to do is get back in this bed and spend some quality time with your girlfriend who made a very nice dinner for you, she said. He was too preoccupied with his body to even notice the angry, impatient tone that had developed in her voice. Shaking his head, he mumbled, No, I gotta go. I gotta figure this out. Not hearing any more of Katie's protests, he pulled his shirt over his head, grabbed his jacket, and strode out the door. He slammed the truck door shut, took one last look back at the house. Katie was standing at the top of her porch in only a white nighty that barely covered her lower regions. Law, get back here, she yelled, stomping her feet, right now. Law threw the truck in gear, and with a tire screeching, he drove off. Thank you for listening. Visit my website at www.alawburns.com for more stories and my other podcasts and links to my books. You can reach me at alaburns at gmail.com or at alaburns on Twitter. My new novel, Broken by A. Lawrence Burns, is available as an ebook at amazon.com. All works on this podcast are copyrighted by Andrew Burns. See you next time for Chapter 3.